Hey guys, it is Wednesday time for another episode of the Incredible Hulk podcast and on this one, Nikki Sundstrom joins the podcast and Nikki is a superhuman. There's no other way to put it. Um, one of the things that happened early on in the global pandemic is events, large scale events started to get canceled, including South by Southwest. So what did Nikki do? She created her own virtual South by Southwest and put together a two day set of webinars for people to jump in and share information and it was brilliantly received because the community was looking for it and she was the one that decided to do the work and if there's one thing I could say about Nikki is if there's something to be done that one is going to pick up the shovel and start working she is an amazing human a dear friend of mine I cannot wait for you to enjoy this conversation with the one the only Nikki Sundstrom there are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Don't tell television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Hey. How are you? Sorry, you threw me off when it's Microsoft and it's open in Safari, and so it took me a second, but <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, uh, you know, I will tell you that um, Microsoft Teams is, it's 80% there, right? Like, Yeah, we were all using blue jeans until the world fell and everybody was like, let's look at Zoom. So... Which I'm sure you love yeah. since you are a, an advocate of no privacy and yes. giving away all of your stuff for free. Yes. Great. Um, no, I don't know if you saw my tweet last week, but. I see all your tweets, it feels, friend. <laughs> it feels the same as Facebook to me right now, right? Like a tool that grew like instantaneously and just wasn't repaired. Like at least they're trying. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny, and you and I talk about this, and, and by no means am I saying should you give up your fight by what I'm about to say, <laughs> but you and I talk about this all the time, that I don't, people do not give a shit. They don't care no. at all about actual privacy. You know, I had a guy, I, our neighbor, right, you know, it's outside, yeah. people are sort of congregating 12 feet apart and having conversations driveway to driveway, yeah. and he's like, hey, Eric, like, yeah, it's like, that Zoom thing, is that real? I'm like, yeah, it's real. Well, how mm -hmm. are they how are they doing it? I'm like, well, here's here's how they're doing it at least in public meetings and why they're doing it. But yeah. We are in such and and I don't really I didn't really have an, an agenda. I just wanted to check in with you Nikki yeah. and kind of see how the world is Absolutely. and what you know how you're navigating because I find you to be one of Works the for me. one of the smartest people on earth who can help us kind of wade through this stuff, but um it just goes to show just how difficult it is for anybody to get a handle on what is going on and where the information is coming from. You know, you hear a story yeah. and you're, you're like, how do I figure out if this story is true? Well, I'm going to yell at my neighbor who I know does that tech thing yeah. and hope he has the information. It is. It's really, you know, it's a struggle probably for you and it's a struggle for me as well. I feel like we've been in the industry long enough that, use Facebook for as an example, right? I've been on the platform for over a decade. Um, I've been doing my job and working in social media for about the exact amount of time. And I still see people in my network that could even call me on the phone, post things that are wildly inaccurate, 
not sourced, um, blatantly just, you know, kind of stupid. And I'm like, just ask me. I would have been more than happy to tell you that that doesn't mean anything. Like, educated people, right? Like, oh, gosh, I'm going to post this status and all the people that Facebook wasn't showing me anymore are going to reappear in my feed. I'm yep. Like, Make it stop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think once a year I get one of those from my mother who's like, she's at least smart enough to call first. She'll be like, hey, I saw this like post to all your friends and tell them that they're going to get deleted off. I'm like, please just don't, don't, please don't. Please, please don't. Please don't. So I, I joke all the time. Oh, go no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, I sort of joke all the time, but it's really probably not a joke that the Social Integrity Project that we launched um, in 2018, which is an entire suite of, of resources, right, that do everything from define what different social media terms do to curate news stories to help combat fake news um, and increase digital citizenship, um, is because my grandma keeps posting that she's going to get free Spirit Airlines tickets if she, like, updates her status. And I'm like, Grandma, that that's not going to happen. But, you know, it, maybe it's kind of for her, but it's for that. And then the teacher in a classroom that doesn't know what TikTok is right now or, you know, how can they even navigate that? It's it's difficult. It is. And and interestingly enough, if you wondered if, we, if we've if we been friends long enough to be psychically linked, that was literally the question I was going to ask you is about that project. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Bingo. Um, honestly, we've been having a lot of new and interesting things. We've got an intern right now on staff who's really passionate about social integrity in general, which is phenomenal. Um, so I've been working with her to refresh a lot of the content. We are reevaluating, kind of updating. There's a glossary on there. Um, you know, what's a filter? What does that mean? What does a visco girl mean? It's things that were difficult for people to understand when they hear this new terminology. Um, and then she's been doing a really phenomenal job of identifying people within the U of M student community who might have an Instagram uh, account, for example, where they talk about mostly inspo. You know, maybe it's like body, mental health, sure. um, all of these things that fight the vanity metrics of the internet. And then she's been you know, to bring it full circle. She's been doing audio podcasts with them. Um, and we started and launched a little student spinoff of our Michigan Minds podcast so that we'd have a space to put those in. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now more than ever, this is becoming paramount. There's never, ever, ever, and maybe won't be ever a time where human beings have been on the internet for this long in a concentrated form. And I wonder your, I, I have so many questions to ask you, but I, I wonder <laughs> in, in, you know, I wonder in your mind what you think this looks like in the after when we've spent 60 days, 21 hours a day connected to one another out of necessity in one shape and boredom in the other. What does that society look like 60 days from now? I'm hoping there's an immense fatigue. I, I truly am hoping that people walk away without their phones in their pockets. Um, I mean, I think the first couple of days in, right, you were binging Netflix series or you were consuming content over and over again. But what you and I know, because we live on the platforms regularly for work purposes, is that eventually you see the same cycle over and over again, right? Or you realize, gosh, that person is really still posting these tinfoil hat videos? Like, what's going on with them? Um, 
And then perhaps you start to look for sources elsewhere. You learn to verify and check. Now, this is, you know, my Pollyanna, very idealistic (laughs) sort of viewpoint on everything is like, maybe this will be the light bulb that finally gets everybody. Um, But in the same token, people that had never asked those questions about digital citizenship or privacy, um, you know, you use Zoom as an example, like at least that's now in there vernacular and in their mind like their frame of mind like oh gosh you know maybe that is going somewhere now do they care perhaps not um i've seen a lot more people care about this new transcript feature and about whether or not private messages you know between you and i actually go into the transcript of a full video um or you know what you would use for one i think that's wildly interesting i've honestly laughed since the beginning on the zoom thing because it feels so duh to me that you wouldn't be using a password to get into a meeting like really like to prevent this they've been there the whole time if you would have just checked the box like why didn't you so you know i think it's going to be really fascinating you know if i were not being optimistic it'll probably all just be the same everybody will go back and then nothing will be any different I, I would respectfully disagree with the latter. Like uh, there is no, there yeah. is no the same. We won't be the same when this is over. Be, so your example alone from the Zoom meetings without mm-hmm. passwords, these are, mm-hmm. you know, these are communities or town halls or city halls or whatever sort of groups of, of human beings that work in some sort of legislature or business that don't know how to do this and have been forced overnight to go, how do I do a public meeting? I don't know. Let's just turn this Facebook live thing on with no comment filters and see what happens. Right. (laughs) And cat ears. Those are always my favorite when it's a news broadcast and they're wearing a filter. Yes. Or yeah. Or that woman that's been circulating who was a potato for the entire call because she couldn't figure out how to turn it (laughs) off. I love it. It'll just do. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are going to walk away with new tools in their pockets but I'd say a vast majority of people are probably hoping they never have to use them again. <laughs> Which is also not true. <laughs> I mean, right now, right, if you're reading the wide variety of insights from the CDC or health resources, like, you know, if this becomes a regular thing, if this does reshape, you know, who gets to work from home or how business is done, um, I think a lot of that is yet to be seen probably. But I guarantee you there's a lot of people out that are like, I've only got to make it through the next couple of weeks of Zoom calls and then I'll never have to Zoom again. Right, right. So how is how is home life having everybody in, you you know, I I don't want to bring up. Hold on a second. No, you're fine. Yes, yes, I will. Thanks, dude. (laughs) I know uh, not to bring up a sore subject, but I know this is not where you were supposed to be on on Monday. So, you know, so, and we're all, I was just having this conversation this morning in Chicago where I grew up, spring break wasn't like this. It was a thing people did, but they didn't mass exodus in the way that they do in Michigan. And as you and I are speaking, this is a week where every single one of us weren't supposed to be, this is, this is clerks, right? The scene from clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. We are all not even supposed to be here today. So how, how is the family dealing with this? Yeah, well, and you know this more than anyone, uh, just because we've known each other for so long, but we were sort of reflecting just last night. Um, we've completed 48, the 48 right. continental United States with the kids, and now we can't even leave our own home. And so this this concept of, 
not just are you taking away what would have been our spring break, which is detrimental, but then in the same token, we had a couple of nice days and my very fair skinned 15 year old still managed to get burnt out in the driveway. (laughs) So, I mean, she's fine, but you know, that's difficult for us because mentally at this point in a Michiganders mind, I need that. I, I earned that and I need to get out of here early. Um, And so that's really difficult for us from that standpoint. But this whole concept that is even more challenging for me is the one where we can't move anymore. And we travel so frequently and road tripping is totally our thing to think on the fact that everywhere we've been, everyone is currently sheltering in place or, you know, just all of the different people we've touched and places we've visited are closed right now. Like you really start to understand what a monumental hit this is, not just in people's lives, but to the economy, um, to the concept of what we do when we leave this point in time, right? Like, am I going to pack my kids in a car again and drive to the West coast? Is that irresponsible? I don't know at this point. I'm not really sure when that becomes okay again. I'm kind of glad we already did it. And let's 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 stay with that for a second and and kind of reminisce when when you and your husband decided to do this, how how long did it take for you guys to go to all 48? And what was let's go all the way back. You're sitting at the kitchen table going, hey, I got a crazy idea. Or maybe it was him. I'm not actually sure at the beginning of the story, but hey, I got a crazy idea. (laughs) Let's do this. What 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 started that whole thing? Yeah, so probably I mean, we had just three girls, so we have six now for everybody that doesn't know. Um, But when we had just the three girls, we started the annual spring break, you know, drive to Florida trip. Um, And then in 2016, um, I had a speaking engagement in New Orleans and it was the week after spring break. And so we decided um, to elongate that trip. So we took both the week of spring break because the kids were out. And then we took the additional time the following week. And because we had time to burn, we didn't just hightail it straight to Florida like we normally did. Um, We took our time and stopped and sort of did whatever we wanted. Um, And at that point, we had five kids. um, And we did probably 12 states. Um, We drove south. We did Mammoth Caves in Kentucky. And then we decided to divert over to Charleston drove down the coast. Um, my husband and I, our freshman year of college, went to Savannah, Georgia on our way down for spring break. So we took the kids there again. And then we sort of swooped down through Florida and ended up driving all the way over to New Orleans. New Orleans with five kids, super interesting. Don't know that I'd do it again. Um, Is that, would you really do that one before? Would you, on do, Urban Street. would you do that before yeah. or after Vegas with five kids? Which one of those would you? <laughs> that was before. Yeah, that was before. Um, but then Oddly enough, in that one year, we actually did 24 states. So um, when we moved down here, when we moved to just outside of Ann Arbor, um, we started something that we called like our back to school trip. And the very first year that we did it, we just drove to the UP. Um, We did pictured rocks. We camped on the shore of Lake Superior. um, But we really were trying to get one last 
hurrah in before school and the kids were settling in a new place anyways. Um, so that year in 2016, after we'd done that spring break trip, we actually drove all the way to Maine. So we went across through um, Canada and did Niagara Falls and then did New York City. We did the Liberty Bell. We did Boston. The kids tried oysters on the lakeshore, right? Like we did all of these different things. And then that was when the bug finally hit, right? We had the atlas out. We were checking places off and we're like, all right, we've got this whole other swath of country to go to. Um, So then in the two following years after that, in 2017, we did the whole, essentially almost the whole south side of the country. And then last year um, we went through and we did the the top half. That's amazing. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So let's shift gears a little bit. For those who might not know and only know you as, you know, the one who controls all the socials of the University of Michigan, (laughs) you worked in politics for a long time. And and I want to get your perspective as a former insider in a situation like this. And I will not use the word unprecedented because I have to put a dollar (laughs) in a jar behind me if I do that. Um, When something like this, that even comes close to touching something like this, what is that office, what's the office of the governor like right now? Can you give me a sense of what a a day-to-day would be? Because we're only seeing the press conferences and depending on what those is, what those is, what those are, I've been in quarantine too long, I can't even speak. What those are, you're either into the message, pissed off at the message, it's not enough, it's too much, whatever that is. Can you give me a sense of what's happening in the, in, in behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, only anecdotally, I spent the vast majority of my time in state government within individual um, departments in the last couple of years um, within the the Romney building there in Lansing by the governor's office. But, um, you know, I got to imagine there's a lot of sleep not happening um, and they're just running in 9000 directions, you know, in addition to all of the health concerns that you're seeing right now that they're trying to address and make sure that they're taking care of people and getting the resources in place and, you know, heaven forbid this back and forth with the federal government and how you're getting those assets, you know, then you have, um, the, the people that can't get their unemployment registered, right? So you've got all these economic pieces, you've got businesses that are coming in. And I actually just saw that, uh, the Lieutenant governor, the current Lieutenant governor and the former Lieutenant governor, which is always nice to see are coming together from opposite sides of the aisle to, you know, put, resources in place for small businesses, which is vitally important. Um, My sister works for the Department of Health and Human Services still on the west side of the state. And so, you know, she's seeing and still processing like three or four times as many claims as she would in a week, in a day, Um, because so many families, particularly with schools out now, um, they still need those benefits to occur, or now they need them even more than ever because they might not be working. Um, So there's just so many things that are going on that you've got to have some really robust teams and all hands on deck. And I got to imagine that's what it is. So it's, it's hard for me. You've got people walking behind me. It's, it's hard for me to see. And, um, you know, I even said something last week when the announcement came out for the closure of schools. Um, I get that there's going to be a lot of decisions made that personally impact you. And it might not be the fact that you can track the disease, but it is, you know, your your job is out of work or your children can't go to school. But at the end of the day, it would have been irresponsible to put children at risk and had, you know, they all went back and then somebody got ill. 
they're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Sure. So yeah. I always err on the side of proactive policy. And you know what? We're better safe than sorry in my mind. For sure. For sure. So let's, uh, let's, let's go to last week. You did a webinar about crisis communication. So we'll, we'll kind of stick here for a second. Yeah. Um, and you had a lot of great advice, but one of the things that stuck out for me was not so much the advice, all of which, uh, you can get on Twitter from you, which is, is sage like, <laughs> but what I thought was interesting is when they were introducing you and I was sort of bummed they didn't follow up this question. So I'm going to get the chance to you. Do you it. They asked you about your day to day and you would always said it's busy. And which is, I mean, I won't curse, but I would if like, which is the <laughs> understatement of the year. I, having seen your team and what your team does, it's absolutely insane, insane. What you guys are able to put out on a daily basis. You said something that typically we're busy but there are ebbs and flows. And now what we've seen is there is neither of those things. It's just always high velocity. And so how are you managing, what are you managing that team with? How are you managing that team and how are they doing amidst all of not only the chaos that's happening right now, but the fact that the, the two summer semesters are now online. We're discussing how much further into the future that goes, which obviously touches your organization. I don't know, buddy. You'll have to go find him. But how is you? How are you managing a team amidst the chaos? You know, what does that look like for your team? Hang on. You're you're good. He's, he's, I keep getting he's like asked a, to steal the iPad. He's like a well, that one's like a that one's like a moth to technology though. If he sees a microphone, he's like, how can I get on the what what interview Jenny's are you protege. what interview are you doing i'll ask some questions so anyway you know how are you you've got a, a rather large team uh to deal with remotely when you're talking about how many remind me the number of channels that you guys run yeah so the university of michigan is at 1246 oh, yeah. yes. yes oh yes yeah mm-hmm. and you know it's interesting we've been there's some things that I think we've learned out of this that will become even more handy, but the circumstances are really unique in the fact that people who may have thought they understood what social was now are really starting to understand what it is. Um, and I've seen this in other spaces too. So now, you know, we're fighting account requests. <laughs> we're like, not the time. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> which is interesting, right? No, no not like, today, oh, friend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that. Mm-mm, no, you're not. Um, but in the same token, like people are afraid to post. Mm-hmm. So on some of the subsidiary accounts, they're like, we're just gonna post what you post. So, you know, some of the guidelines and expectations that we have for accounts where you know, typically we require on Facebook, you're posting daily or whatever else. Like we understand right now if if it's difficult because a lot of people are trying to find things very specific to the crisis because other content falls on deaf ears or seems kind of inappropriate. Um, And so we're building out suites of content and dumping them into like a Google share drive with our entire social leadership team across campus and saying, okay, instead of like you guys trying to come up with a dozen resources that are also related to COVID, here's 52 assets that talk about mental health and well-being and resources across campus. Just pull from these, just use these. Um, or, you know, giving them the heads up, like we're all within business manager, which was something we put into place years ago. So, you know, this is going to be cross postable. We've got a video coming for you. Um, asking them, what they need, you know, behind the scenes of all of the chaos of COVID and how it relates to content, 
we had a commencement canceled yep. and an entire student body that was removed from Ann Arbor. So, you know, we've got a lot of students right now that we're also trying to think about like how we're celebrating a day that they're not going to get and how we're acknowledging where their frame of mind is and also, you know, providing service to them. Um, Mental health awareness month, right. Is here and coming up sexual assault awareness month is here. And all of those things are still very relevant, whether you're in Ann Arbor or at home. Um, So we're running out and chasing research and turning everything into audio interviews because, you know, you might interview a faculty member who doesn't have a great internet connection or, you know, isn't real familiar with, the way in which you do an audio interview or a sure, uh, yes. video interview and is bouncing their computer on their lap or whatever else. So um, everybody is having a crash course right now, which is fascinating um, and is a little more forgiving, which I think is nice too. Um, managing my team on a day-to-day basis, we've got um, daily 8.30 a.m. You know, meetings where we're laying out what's going on for the day as well as continuing our weekly team Monday meetings. So we all hopped on Zoom together at 11 today um, and trying to keep those touch points. I actually implemented something which is likened to a buddy system for lack of a better um, term, but I gave everybody kind of a match and then it's their responsibility to check in with their match every single day and then bubble anything up to me. Um, Cause I'm sort of running in an opposite direction with the daily crisis comms calls um, and everything else is kind of happening. So that's been helpful um, behind the scenes. In addition to making sure that that's a check-in on projects, I want to make sure that, on a daily basis, all of my staff members are talking to another staff mem- member from a mental health standpoint um, so that they don't feel isolated and alone. Uh, the majority of my staff ha- actually has a full week on me and my content manager um, because they were able to work remote earlier than we were. We sort of were the last flags in the ground sure, like, yes. holding out as long as we could. Um which was good and bad. Um, but then they also kind of uh, took advantage of campus last weekend in the quiet at night and were able to pull off a really good video. So, um, you know, we're still working behind the scenes as always. And so how are you doing? What are you doing to make sure you're taking care of you? Who's your, who is well, your, who's, who's your buddy? Hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have a full house. So I sort of take advantage of the fact that I'm not sitting in isolation. You know, some of my team um, is half of them, I think, are married and half of them maybe are not. And so some of them are living alone. Um, There's no quiet here, really. The biggest problem I'm personally experiencing is that, you know, we went from working 10 hour days in the office um, where at least if I was in the office by seven, like, the kids were already on the bus or, you know, they weren't home from school yet. So for me to be in there, I wasn't being missed. And now I'm sitting here while they're here. Yep. And I've still got, a, I've still got things going on until six, seven o'clock, or I've still got something else going on. And so trying to accommodate that and trying to give myself some for- forgiveness to walk away, um, Friday, four o'clock, it was beautiful and sunny out. And I'm sitting here watching all my kids play in the backyard because there's a window right behind my laptop that I'm talking to you on. And um, 
my boss happened to send out a note to all of us senior staff and said, you know what? We've worked hard enough this week. Everybody go outside. And I emailed her back and I said, you know what? I needed that. So thank you. Right. And sometimes you do just need that permission, even though you know that it's probably okay and you've put the work in, but just having somebody else kind of give you a kick in the ass, it's always kind of nice. Absolutely. Nikki, if people want to keep up with you, how, what's the best way to do it? Well, there's this platform called Twitter and I sort of, (laughs) I say some things there every once in a while. Um, Yes, definitely at Nikki Sundstrom on Twitter is always a great way to get in touch with me. And I would I would warn you if you're going to follow her today, it's this it's this sweet cocktail <laughs> of unicorn memes and shit about privacy. That's like essentially. It is very true. You always get a little bit of everything there. Um, well, hey, I, but I, I would all about I, I would, online accountability. No, and I would say in all seriousness, the one of the I mean, outside of our friendship, the one thing that I admire on on Twitter that you do is that you're on the bleeding edge of that. So if you are working in marketing or anything and want to know more about where this is going or what implications it should have, you are that that person that I look to to go, okay, how is Zoom broken? Nikki's going to tell me. How is Facebook <laughs> broken? Nikki's got me. What's wrong with TikTok? I know who to go to, right? That's right. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate that. It's it's like a perfect blend for me of my background and my future. Um, you know, I really hope and try to invest in a in a better community community and world. And because we live and breathe on these platforms at this point, like we have to understand that we can't blindly let them lead us. We have to actually make them accountable. Um, so, you know, I might tweet about that every once in a while. Yes, you will. And I've said this a million times, so I'll <laughs> say it one more time. The world is better because you're in it, my friend. Thank so, you very much. Same to you. So thank you and uh, be safe. Say hi to the kids. Stay healthy. Uh, and I, Absolutely. I, I know you were supposed to be in an RV someplace else on the planet, but <laughs> try and find some fun this week if you can. Yeah, we might do a digital tour. I actually saw it on TikTok just because I know it's killing you not to talk about it. Um, <laughs> there is <laughs> there is a mini um, a mini Michigan in Michigan that's like the mitten with the lakes above it that huh. somebody has made. I'll have to send you the TikTok. So, you know, finding quirky things like that might just be my new spring break for this year. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it seems like, it seems like it's just the same as doing a road trip, right? Like, absolutely, you know, but I might also make a list that I'll go visit later. All right. So there you go. Take care, Nikki. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. See ya. Right, see ya.